Welcome to the Blackcast. Blackcast 202. Niner Alpha. Nope, just 202. Sounded like uh, I was going to rattle off a bunch of numbers. Uh, it is I, the host of the Blackcast, the Blatt in the cast, Christian Blatt at Christian DMZ. And that does not mean that I'm in the cast of the show, just the podcast. So if you use the term cast too freely, you're saying things that you don't mean to insinuate. But uh, joined, as pretty much always, by the one and only Will Sterling at Will Sterling underscore. What's up? What's with this soft, soft spokenness? I don't know because usually I do something stupid, or yeah. something dumb, and I was like, "What do I have?" And as soon as I lean into the mic, I was like, "I got nothing." I got so nothing. I was just like, like what's "Hello, up? ladies." Hey, ladies. Hey, ladies. It's Agent Storm. You like Salmon. What's up, America? What's up, America? Uh, also known as uh, the host of the Motivation Report mm. at Motivate Report. That's me. And if yeah, you, you want to hear me be a serious uh, adult and talk about heartfelt emotional things and be probably way more liberal than you thought I was, yeah. listen to my podcast. I got literally that comment <laughs> from a friend who I will not identify. Oh, I want to uh, know. But uh, if he gives me permission, I'll tell you. It okay. It's somebody that. We're all still friends with. Big you know friends. why it's good that you know this is why it's good though that you didn't know this beforehand. Because one, I try to be nice always. Very nice. Even when I incite shit on Facebook just to push people's buttons. Which is great. Never say mean things. Really. Also true. Might disagree, but yeah. I'm not like, why don't you go fuck yourself? Like no. I'm not really like angry. You save about that it. for Bajinsky. It's true. But he deserves it. I save it for other people. Definitely deserves it. But yeah. anyway, so you have a uh, your first Christmas episode this yes. same week as this episode of the Blackcast. Yeah, Monday. It came out on Monday. Right. So a couple days ago it came mm-hmm. out. There'll be one more. There'll it's be great. two. There yeah, the one that just came out's like a little uh it's kinda it's very safe, non political. Non political. Yes. So it uh, is it's it like SF- a kid's story. I wrote it- like a poem. And I read it like a Christmas story. Is it SFW, safe for work? It is safe for work. Okay, great. All episodes it, are oh, safe for work. Wait, is it safe for your mom? It because is safe for your mom. You Unlike have my sketch not, YouTube group. Which occasionally you guys not do safe so, not safe for your mom. That's not a regular thing, We haven't right? done in a long time because yeah. we got busy. And Every once in a while podcast, it shows up, though. Every once in a while. Yeah. It'd be like three uh, years. So that's at Motivate Report. Yeah. And much like the podcast, it's on SoundCloud. Yes, so uh, so check it out over there. Love Christmas episodes. We will have a Christmas episode later in December. But right now we've got a lot of stuff to sort through. One of the things we have to sort through, not in attendance. Tardy? No. Absent. Jeff Duray, Captain EO, not with us. That's really important. That does not mean that he's no longer with us. It just means that he's not with us today. He's been fired from the Black House. He's been fired from the Black House because he tweeted about me <laughs> about throwing him under the bus. <laughs> Uh, no, he. I think he's in Mammoth skiing. Or... He's doing something vacationy. He's doing something very vacationy. Yeah. Which you know what? If there's anybody who needs a vacation, uh, just call Captain Eo. He'll go on vacation with you. Uh, no, what I was going to say is that that's a guy who could use a vacation. I think uh, you know, get a little outside of his head. We could all use that. Believe me, I could use being outside of my head. And you know what I did this very weekend to be outside of my head? Will knows because I told him. You guys don't know yet. I took the little Felix, sixteen-month baby. Disneyland. Boom. And he crushed it like a boss. Did uh, he? he was good? He's great. You good? Loved you good. 
loved Disneyland. Fantastic. And I had an experience uh, where we took my niece, Caitlin, my my sister's daughter, mm-hmm. and she was good for a little while, but then all of a sudden it all came, you know, it all Tide, came undone. The tides turned. Yeah. And okay. uh, that didn't happen. He just loved it. So All day. Yeah. Until all he like he took, passed a, out. took a couple of naps. Yeah. You know, that definitely made the day Helped possible. Us, yeah. You know, we started off, we met the mouse. Whoa. We went to Mickey's house. Went right there, get First our picture. Thing. Yeah, so because that's actually what I wanted more than anything. That's right at the entrance. Uh, no, it's actually, Toontown? it's in Toontown. Yeah. It is in Toontown. Goofy has the governor's office or whatever yeah. in the fucking front. <laughs> yeah, Governor Goofy. <laughs> I was, uh, I, I, that was what I wanted more than anything else. I was like, I need a picture of us with him and Mickey Mouse. I was like, great. great. We did it. Um, my wife's parents and her sister, Brittany, while they're with us. So uh, they we went. also had a lot of babysitters available to be like, look, we're going to, everybody yep. can go do your own but thing. But you know what? We thought that was going to happen, but it, he was having, he was having so much fun. Right. We stayed with him. Uh, then, because uh, from there, if anybody knows Disneyland in Southern California, it's uh, very close to Small World. That was his first actual ride was Small World. And I'll tell That's you. a good one. It was Christmas time Small World. So oh, lots of Christmas songs. The best. Loved it. He, I, I took little videos that didn't come out that well because the lighting was a little off, but he was just mesmerized by everything. He was smiling. Not he, like most children that feel like they're them. trapped in a nightmare. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. But that's adults. Because it's a man. Uh, I mean. Adults feel like they're trapped in a nightmare. It feels like an acid trip without world. doing drugs. But uh, no, no. He loved it. That's he great. had such a good time. And he was so excited. It was something that we saw happen after a couple of rides. He'd go on a ride, so excited, back in the stroller. Within five minutes, he was asleep. It was just so much. Just so, so much, much excitement. Process. He was yeah. just like, oh, I got it. So we were going to feed him lunch, but uh, he, he slept through uh, most of lunch. So uh, we, we did give him a little bit before we went on to our next ride, which was uh, the Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh over okay. on Critter Country. Look, you know what? Nicole and I, even when it's just the two of us at Disneyland, always go on that ride. I love that ride. Because usually there's zero line. Yes. And there were, it was, you it was five minutes. Yeah. And like ride it for mm-hmm. like, yeah, five minutes and be yeah. like, it's great. Okay, it's right. just, yeah. And he loved that too. Did you and go on Splash Mountain? Did you toss him? I did not. I thought about it. A little too short. I, I, for yeah, that one. He, he didn't quite uh, live up to the uh, to the line of you know you must be taller than Bray Rabbit to ride Rabbit's Splash Mountain. Tall. Yeah, but neither is Felix. Yeah, Felix is definitely shorter. Uh, where else did we go? You don't know because you weren't there. Um, <laughs> I I might be losing the thread of the order. Oh no! So uh, we watched a parade, and that was like I'm like all right, how's like that afternoon gonna afternoon parade? Yeah, yeah, the afternoon parade, the Christmas parade. It was the three fifteen Christmas. Parade. Was um, it hot outside? No. Good. So the day before... There's nothing worse than like watching Christmas yeah. parade and be like, I'm fucking sweating yeah. balls. Yeah. And that's happened to me in years past where okay. it's so hot and you're, you're watching like, this, like... I fuck this parade. You're watching the snowman and you're like... No. Okay. Olaf, you're, I you're be, not. I want to be that guy. You yeah. know, the guy that you always talk about who's in the room. It's like, yeah. okay, one thing though, it's 95 degrees <laughs> right, and there's dancing the, snowmen. Let's do the spring parade. Yeah. We're going to just, go, in just winter. go right to the spring yeah. parade. Actually, we went to that after... We went to the Haunted Mansion, the Nightmare Before Christmas Haunted Mansion, which we've talked about on the podcast. I haven't been on it so many years. Where two holidays do indeed collide. They collide perfectly. Yeah, and he enjoyed that too. Not scared. No, because he's not old enough to be scared. It's pretty colorful too. Yeah, I think that this one is definitely less likely to scare him. I think when he's a little bit older, he's going to be more inclined to be scared by these sorts of things. That's true, but do you think you could subconsciously take him to Disneyland Mm -hmm. every three months if it's in your budget? It's not, but he's okay. free, well, so, so it it's in his budget. Card. Okay. Yeah. He's free until what age? Two. Really? So only a little bit longer. Oh, yeah. Okay, the season pass. Take him all the time so you build his unconscious understanding of mm-hmm. what's scary and what isn't scary. I like this. Yeah. So by the time he's like three and ready to like be scared by stuff, he's not scared by anything. Now, by that estimation, do you think our, our friends Richard Diaz and Kevin Scott would say you should show him the Halloween movies yes. at a young age I was so going, that he won't I was be going scared? To say, next thing you do with him... Yeah. You take him to Disneyland like once every couple of yep. once every two months. Let's say I'm going to shorten this window. We got to do it yep. way more often. 
come next Halloween, take him to Halloween Horror Nights. Take him through the mazes. <laughs> my take him wife, through the mazes. My wife won't even go to Halloween Doesn't Horror matter. Nights. Doesn't matter. He's still too young to be scared. It's true. Take him. And take him to the <laughs> Halloween Hayride. Take him to all that shit. All that. So by the time he's three, he's like a fucking man. He's not scared by he's anything. He's like a boss. He's like a little Marine. He's he the is. first in, the last out. He is. On any theme park. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all his friends are going to be like I don't want to do this he's like "What are you, come on pussies let's go parenting tips from uh, Agent Starling yeah alright Roxy suggested just leave him alone for like a half hour just a half hour <laughs> that's all Roxy said we should do I'm not saying you leave him alone yeah. I'm saying you show him how to yeah how to be a how, man how to be a man toughen up swift as the coursing river yeah <laughs> right it is indeed a uh, coursing river yeah we also took him to the tiki room because oh. we thought that would be good he like wanted to run around and play uh but uh, i bribed him with snacks and he did like the birds he likes birds he points up and he says uh bubba a lot which uh, is not the word for bird but that's what he thinks close the, enough yeah that's my he nickname likes, as a child he like well, you might have been bubba. trying to talk to me he might have been he's like hey i know that guy where's where's bubba <laughs> he likes ducks too uh, he points at pictures of ducks in books and he always says bot bot which we know is uh, what everyone calls a duck and then <laughs> I was like you're trying to say quack quack okay. no 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 it is not and the coup de gras the because we thought at any point there could be a meltdown we were going to have to go home and I, I was prepared to take him home Heather and I could have left the rest of her family there to enjoy their sure. day but uh, you know we got until almost 6 o'clock so I went for it I took him on Dumbo Yes. And uh, that was the uh, the last thing that we had done with my niece, and uh, it did not go well. With her. Because of the weight. Yeah. And that was during the day, oh, and there was sun in her face. And yeah. That, yeah. So this was a 40-minute wait. I'm like, I don't know if we got it, but we're gonna, we pushed it. And here's the thing. He loved it. You know, the only thing he didn't like? When it was over. Oh. He got really upset. Really? <laughs> he was like, so, hey, he was like, hey, I was, turn this back. Turn the thing back on. What are you doing? I was flying. Why are we on the ground? I was literally flying. What's your name? Chris? I see your name back. Chris? <laughs> yeah, you're pointing with two fingers. Turn it back on. I'm a baby. I want to ride this again. <laughs> uh, but we didn't. And uh, and then we went home. Chris. And uh, we, Chris. we had dinner. And uh, it was great. So anyway, it was a great You day. were able to go home and have sit down and have dinner. At the grandparents' house is where we had dinner. Uh, so it was great, though. Did and you get there when the park opened? No. We got there. Uh, nobody's going to be that interested in it but uh, crazy construction on interstate five the mm. five so uh we what had to veer off, we had to veer off a couple times okay and uh but uh, we were there before 10 like our goal was to get there around 9 15 9 30 mm -hmm. and by the time we were in the park it was still before 10 and uh, we hit the ground running and uh, Left felix loved six, it he had a great time the thing we didn't realize that it was the candle lighting ceremony which is a big deal there and it's uh it, candle lighting ceremony? yeah for christmas it, time to inaugurate trump no, 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 that's coming up in January. Oh, yeah. the, the Disney Trump inauguration. That might have been the uh, aforementioned Governor Goofy. See what uh, I did Governor. there. Look at that. I carried ah. it on through. It's a little callback. But this is not a political conversation. It's a conversation about Disneyland. No, I'm no, taking I'm just my saying. Point. No, no, no. That was it would at be myself. Funny if Disneyland was like, did. well, you, we, look, he's look, our president now. We just got to do it. We got to go with look, it. And the interesting thing is that, you know, in Disney World, he's going to be at the Hall of Presidents. I can't wait. I cannot <laughs> wait to see that. This is actually a picture of Mickey. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. That's not... yeah. Oh, I'm the president. Oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. You're uh, three. You're, you're, I'm going to be the president. <laughs> not this guy. It's always crowded at Christmas time. We had, a, we had a great time. And I tell you, I've gone to Disneyland many times. I had an annual pass for a number of years, but then the price was, they just jacked it's it up so much. Stupid, no? It was like $350 when I had it. It's like a thousand now. Is and, there really a thousand dollar option? Uh, it's, it's a little bit under that. Do but, you think it would be, do you think if I said, Hey, ghost of Walt Disney, you can, I'm not even going to say it. 
Wow. It was good whatever to say something question, really, really whatever, gross. Whatever, then whatever, I remember that I'm the host of the Motivation Report, goddammit. Whatever you were going to say, the answer the answer was going to be uh, Walt. Not as expensive. Walt was going to sit the there. Answer. Walt was going to sit there with a uh, the long cigarette holder, yes. puffing away on it. Yeah. And then he would have said, "As long as there's no Jews there." No, that's not true. Whoa, that wasn't. Even I know, but people that that's what people say all the time. It's like oh, I hate Disney because uh, uh, Walt Disney was, was an anti semite. Was he an anti semite? I don't think he was. Is I went to true? I went to a museum. People have said that. To, I, people I, say it all the time, and I'm like, Do we know this? I don't think he was. Or you know what he was? He was anti-union. He was anti okay. his animators unionizing. If you read about that, it kind of broke his heart. Yeah. And uh, the company was never the same after that. The biggest thing I know about Walt Disney is that he's played by Tom Hanks. Yeah. And Tom Hanks is the most beloved actor of our time. So you, yeah. anybody that Tom Hanks plays, saint in my eyes. Sully. Sully. Yeah. The guy in Castaway. The guy in the money pit. The guy in the money pit. Agent. First of all, I actually really love the Money Pit, no matter what people say. Um, I love think it's hysterical. Child, I still love it. I haven't seen it in a while. I even love. I even love Dragnet. Dragnet with him and Dan with Aykroyd. their cheeseburger phone. Uh huh. Fantastic. Turner Hooch, you know how I feel about that movie. Oh, I do. So all I'm saying is that Tom Hanks has never played a, a never played a bad bad person. Even if he plays a bad person, still a likable bad person. It's a likable bad person. Tom Hanks. Tito. Yeah. Tito. Tito. Therefore, Walt Disney. He's great in an, un, an unappreciated Coen Brothers movie. That it was a remake of The Lady Killers. He's fantastic. Oh, in I it. see. I never saw Lady Killers. You should check it out. Okay. That, that's my that's my one to grow on. That's my recommendation. But anyway, my point being that Disneyland is a place that I've been to many times. Mm -hmm. Always enjoyed it. It's so much fun. My wife and I had the season passes. We would go a few times a year. Yeah. And you know it was fun. We. But to go with my son for basically half a day, well, actually, no, it was almost eight hours. It was like, let's say, let's round down. It was seven. Work, work day. Yeah. I had a work day, but yeah. it was great. And it was like it was like having never been there before. So See, that's what I'm waiting for. I mean, like, we're not going to have kids anytime soon. You but and I, no, we are not. No, we're going to adopt. You know yeah, that. Yeah, of course. We already talked about our, our version of Three Men and a Baby, which is actually just two men and a baby. And the baby, and the baby is Liev. Liev, yes. yeah. Exactly. Um. When we take him to Disneyland, mm -hmm. it's going to be a great day. It's going to gonna be an amazing his day. face. Yeah. When he sees Mickey Mouse for the first time, sits I, on his lap. I can't tries wait. Tries to feel him up. And oh. like, stop, Liev. No, Liev, please leave Mickey alone. Please leave yeah. Mickey alone. My recommendation to everyone, have a kid, bring it to Disneyland. That's, the, that's what we're waiting yeah. for. Come home from the hospital. Oh. Leave the hospital and go directly to Disneyland with that baby. Newborn baby. Yep. Can't Work even day. experience anything. Doesn't no. even understand. No germs. Don't worry about where it. it is. Yeah. No, okay. no, no, no. Nobody ever got. We it. saw that last time we were at Disneyland. We go. We, we we said we could have a Disney baby. Like when we first moved to LA, we were consistently going every nine months. Oh wow! Just weirdly enough. Yeah. But then the last time we went, it had been like two years since we'd gone. We went for Father's Day with like my whole family. It was sure. a lot of fun. Saw a woman with her. I don't want to say newborn baby. Like she just came from the hospital. But I was like, that baby doesn't even know. Where no, it is, no idea. Doesn't understand what a tree is. Yeah. Or Felix, uh, I would say, you know, he I would always think is. like, oh, let's wait till the kid's like three. But then, like, no, he's like, he's about one and a half, and he's also not free at three. Um, it's it's going to be a while before we bring him the next time, only because you know, it's free for him, but it wasn't free for us. To no, go. and it's like a hundred dollars now, isn't it? <laughs> it's like just under or more it. than yeah. That. I, you know what? I think it's one hundred nine dollars. I think you're right, actually. Fifty dollars yeah. when I was in high school. It was great. That's it. That you're getting your money's worth. That was ten years ago. Sixty-five. Eleven years. Ago. I think I remember it being sixty-five when I moved out here, and mm -hmm. that was twelve years ago. I was like, all right, I get it. It's a little high, but you know what? It's the happiest place on earth. Sure. I remember seventy-nine, ninety-nine, one hundred nine. So yeah, <laughs> times have changed. <laughs> uh, but here's the worst thing. About five years ago, a churro was three dollars. Now four twenty-five. No, can't do it. I, I, I will say the last time we went, tickets were expensive. Yep. But snacks didn't seem as bad. 
Yeah. Well, it's because you didn't. And I think here's why. Okay. Not because they're not overpriced. Sure. But because we live in Los Angeles. Also true. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, a burrito's only $7? <laughs> That's great. That's not bad. Yeah. Go to the farmer's market, it's $12. It is. That's a good. Wow. That's, that's a great point. <laughs> and I tell you about my little day with my little man at Disneyland because it, I don't know. It's just, a, it's, a, it's a cure for whatever might have been ailing me leading into that. Okay. Yeah. There's things, there's things in the world. Whatever. Yeah. There's things in everybody's life. You know, mm-hmm. maybe you're not as happy as you want to be at a Still given moment. Still mourning the passing of Fidel Castro. Yeah. Look. That was a tragedy. What a wonderful champion of democracy. I love that part of your conversation with that. That, that was, uh, yeah, <laughs> which was what we'll talk about in a moment. So, I don't know. It just, it put me in such a great mood. And my wife and I, we were just talking about it before we came over over here to the studio mm. about how it's like, yeah, that's what we were always waiting for. Nice. You know, it was the day that we we, we bring the baby. And it was Christmassy. And, uh, that's what we wanted. We wanted to great. take him at Christmas time. It was so amazing. Uh, some great pictures. Uh, you might sift through and post a couple on the Blackcast Facebook page in the near future. Now, you alluded to uh, the most recent episode of the Blackcast, which is... You know, only been played about um, 500 times more than a typical episode <laughs> of the Blackcast. And I try not to take that personally. I thought that people loved me. No, they just love Dennis Miller. And that's all right. But here's what you know. What do I know? The core audience really loves you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. They, they're the ones who found it. Really love They you. knew that, that they Dennis was on. make shirts for you and bells. Yeah. Which barbecue. We're going to talk. We're talking about one person. You're just talking about Matt and Casey. <laughs> He's the only yeah. one. Uh, yeah, people like the show. Matt and Casey loves the show. He's the only one that loves the show. Like, my wife doesn't even love the show. Mm. She likes the show. Some some weeks she tolerates the show. Mm-hmm. People who have been cast members of Black Cast don't love the show. It's you know? True. We, we we referenced one of them earlier. We did. Our, our little baby. Yeah. He he loathed the black cast. <laughs> anyway, uh, I was very excited the opportunity to get to talk to Dennis. He was just very cool. I was like, you know, I said, you know, we can do it over the phone. You know, don't worry about it. We would have done it at After Buzz. You know, and uh, I said, you know, love to have somewhere between half an hour to forty five minutes. And he was like, yeah, come on up next Tuesday, which nice. was you know two weeks ago. He said that. And uh, we did 53 minutes because, you know, once I got through the questions, he wanted to he wanted to finish. It was great. Hashtag blessed, as, yes. as some would say, yeah. uh, that uh, had the opportunity to do it. And the feedback's been great. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the feedback. But I wanted to start with you, Will, yeah. because you worked on The Dennis Miller Show. That's I how did. I know you. I did. That's how the podcast anybody- came to be. There's got to be like one or two people out there who like maybe accidentally found this podcast and yeah. are now fans of the maybe podcast. they found like, it last week. Oh, they were like, the they're like, I don't know, together. I don't know who Christian's talking to. What? Yeah. Yeah. Be far- I always thought Agent Starling was an asshole, but now that he know we work for no, Dennis. only one person thinks you're an asshole. Roxy. Oh, it's Paul P. I thought. Oh no, so that's there's true. Two. There's two. Yeah, he still thinks about parents' health insurance, we, which before is we technically get, impossible because bef- I'm 29. Before we get your thoughts, <laughs> it's true. But, but when he said it, it could have been, impo- it yeah. been impossible. He also right? didn't know that he was saying it to a person who had a full-time job who had his own health care. Yeah, I'm just saying, Paul P. Come I'm at just me. saying, Paul P. And you Come know, at he still me, bro. Listens. Do you even lift, bro? You know, here's the thing: is like, he, he does, <laughs> by the way, no, he doesn't. He lift. Doesn't. You saw him. Yeah. Let's be real. I'm going to bet that uh, Paul P., I say that I think he listens. I hope every... he does. But if he didn't, he definitely listened to the one with Dennis. I feel like he, he had to. He listened to the one with Dennis. It, if Paul P. either doesn't... Li- Here's the thing. This can only be one of these two things, and they're both... One is normal, one is fucking crazy. Yep. He either doesn't listen. Yep. He might listen to the one with Dennis. But if he does listen to every episode, he is like the psycho who does it with like like uh, glued pictures yep. of our faces on there's, the wall and there's like the strings, strings yeah. leading wow. to we masturbates and gross shit just <laughs> it's horrible he's like he's gonna murder either us or a lot of other people or both in yeah. our name yeah, yeah. and 
I think because that, the Indians lost. and I told you this. I told you this that uh, if the Indians had won the World Series and yeah. beat the Cubs, which you know any sane person thought was going to happen, I was going to reach out to him and say, "Hey, congratulations! If you'd like to come on the broadcasting gloat, great. If not, no hard feelings." Oh, it would have been so good. I think it would have been kind of great. But you should send him a message right now. Hey, congratulations! The Indians lost the World Series. If you'd like to come on the Blackcast and gloat, we'd love to have you. Say that, verbatim what you were going to say. Just change the just word change "win" it. to "lost." Anyone who's friends with Paul P, they can go ahead and put that forth. Get on here, yeah. But you know, maybe next year when the Indians don't win the World Series, I'll put that on there. But what I was going to say before you comment on X X Men Two Hundred One, X Men Two Hundred One, yeah, that is Cyclops versus Storm. Which one will lead? I'm also a little thing that happens in X Men Two Hundred One, the birth of Nathan Charles Christopher Summers, who is later sent into the future and becomes Cable. Cabal. Oh, Cable. I know. Anyway, you know X Men numbers so well. Only from a certain point. I don't think I know, and I've been DC Comics my whole life. Mm-hmm. I couldn't fucking tell you now. I could tell yeah. you like general times in sure. a year. X Men Days of Future Past one forty one one forty two. I just got some of them in there. No idea. Dark Phoenix Saga, spoiler alert, Jean Grey dies, 137. But <laughs> those are only like five apart. That's not that hard. Uh, now, what can sometimes happen is if I'm th- if you were to throw me a number, I might not be able to. I know the it. titles of Doctor Who episodes. All of them? No, but do good Like ones. The Power of the Daleks, the animated uh, series? No, you don't. No, but The Power of Three. Power of Three. That was a Matt Smith episode. In any case, mm-hmm. what I was trying to say is before we talk about Black Cast 201, Let's talk very briefly about Blackcast 200. Okay. And how we had Roxy Stryer sit in, which yes. was great. She sat in the whole show. I thought she was just going to come in for about 15 minutes or so. Yeah. And she did a thing during the show where she talked about how she thought you were a dick. And she. Oh, yeah. She, she, and yeah. someone commented on the YouTube page that. Uh, they thought I was like, a dick too? No, 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 no. What they commented was this is why I don't think Roxy should be on the show. And oh. it was a link to the exact moment where she said that. And I was like. Yeah, she was joking. Yeah. And everybody, I think, knew she was joking, but maybe not that guy. But here's what I love about Roxy. What did she say to you as soon as we finished, as soon as it was over? You know I was joking, right? Yeah. And of course you knew. Yes. But she didn't want you to think she really thought that. No. See? She's a teddy bear. Don't let her fool you. She's tough on the outside. So, you got to listen to Blackcast 201. I did. You were kind enough to uh, listen to an episode that you were not in. Actually, not that you listen to episodes that you are in, but you listen while you're here. You know, because I'm in them. Yeah, you, yeah. That's how you hear it. Yeah, you know, and you did go back and listen to the one about EO. I listened to that many months ago. Yeah, even though it was like six months after you recorded it's, it. You still listen. I still listen yeah. to it. Give us your thoughts about Dennis Miller. My conversation with him, as as you know, look, you were you were a former coworker of Dennis I was. Miller. Listen to that show every morning. Well, kind of listen to that yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, screening. Fo- look, I was talking to the people. You're talking to the people mostly. Sometimes you were writing songs for the show. Like like Herman Cain? Yeah. How'd you, how'd you know that was what I was going to Because that was the number one hit of the, of the That was the number show. one hit of the <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, it was fun. And I walked it. I walked it. I listened to it while walking the dog this morning. So it was kind of early So wait, out. so Dave got to hear it too? Yeah. I, I love that. We, I have a headphone splitter. Yeah, of course. And I put the big Beats your best by friends. Dre headphones yeah, over at Dave's friends. ears. Yeah. He was laughing hysterically the whole time. Like that dog in Wacky Races. I kept <laughs> he just kept making Motley, that noise. Yeah. I thought it was hysterical. So it was kind of early in the morning, even though we originally, like, the way I think of the show is doing it at, like, 6 a.m. Right. And the starting show, work when, when it's dark outside. When we started, the radio show was 7 to 10 in the morning Pacific time. Yeah. And we needed to be there before 6. Right. Some people didn't. Mm-hmm. Will, almost always, was yeah. there by 6. Yeah. And I would, I would find you and be like, hey, these are a couple things we're looking for. 
And then, you know, probably be like, oh, Shandy's a really good song, isn't Shandy. it? And then it'd be like, yeah, it is. I don't know if we ever got Shandy in there, but I wanted to. Mm. It, but it, so it felt like, uh, but then obviously we pushed the show to what, 10? It went 10? Yeah, and then it went, uh, no, 9 a.m. to noon. To noon. Yeah. Uh, Pacific time, of course. Yeah. yeah. So, so you think like of it as an early morning. to the show a little bit, like yeah. in the morning, and I was like, oh, this, is, this was a like big part of my life for a while. Yeah, for and four and a half years. That's what I think a lot of people who commented, that's what they felt like. It was yeah. like hearing the show again. Right. So, and Dennis's perspectives, like, haven't changed that much in his humor, obviously. So there's still a lot of moments that, again, even though politically, maybe a little bit more liberal than people thought I was. Yeah. Uh, but Dennis's voice and humor and stuff still informed the type of, I think, com- sense of humor and performer and stuff that I am becoming and it's you don't spend four and a half years working for somebody and not have them influence your yeah. voice right and so there's just a lot of funny great Dennisisms that are just wonderful our friend Manga who we used to work with yeah. Dave Coelho he uh, gave a listen yeah and he there were a couple things that, that he thought it was great my favorite was uh, he was talking about how like Seth Meyers and those guys were crying yeah and he's like uh it's like a, it's like a kid standing behind a sawhorse before a Beatles concert yeah. or something. I was like, oh god, so so obscure and weird. I know, but it's just the, it's perfect. just the way he talks. I love yeah, you know, yeah. and Missed you know, that stuff. He he had he had a whole day ahead of him. I I would have loved to have talked to him longer, but uh, the fact that I had that much time was great, and there was so much packed into that. And I have to say that there was just some great feedback from mm-hmm. people. And I really appreciated the people who listen, obviously the regular black casters, but the people who saw that Dennis was going to be on and they're like, oh, that piece of garbage? Well, I'm going to listen to it because Dennis is on. And they really enjoyed it. And they were Wait, like, who said that? Oh, no, no. I'm just saying in general, I was being oh, very oh, self-deprecating oh, oh. that the oh. black cast is garbage to people who... Oh, the, that, I thought you were saying they mind, said that people, piece of garbage about Dennis. No, no, no. People who have listened in the past... I can understand them deciding, like, you know what? This isn't for me. I'm not sure. going to tune in again. Uh, well, I, none I, of us are Dennis Miller. Yeah. So if you're listening to Black Cats, expect to be kind of like the Dennis Miller show. It, it, it's pretty it's much not, not no, at all. Like not at all. Show. And, you know, it's uh, it's very juvenile. Very sophomore. Sure. And, I like uh, to think we may- could make some Dennisisms every once in a while. We could. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we're not about to. You but we could. Have, yeah. Okay. You see the barn? Yeah. I really appreciate the fact that people listen. Mm-hmm. The feedback was great. It, it felt uh, it felt good. You know, it, it was a it was a good like oh okay people appreciating yeah. you know what we did, and they think back very fondly on the radio show, which a lot of people do. And uh, I think you know Dennis talked about what he liked about doing the radio show. That by the time it was over, there were things that he wasn't enjoying as much. Which those of us who worked there were well aware of it. I like people who listened also aware of it knew. by the time that the. Uh, and I know. like what he mentioned. I mean, I don't. It's not really giving it away because people probably already heard it if they listen to this by now. But like when he was talking about, he was like, I think he was saying like when he got into a chewed out Lynn B or something for something was like, oh, I think it's time. Uh, yeah. I've started to. There were there were two moments out. like that where I felt like he was just thinking, okay, I'm, you know, I gotta I gotta dial it down a little bit. Right. That with Lynn B. And there was a moment with Barbara KC, who was another one of the sweetest oh, people yeah. we ever had in the show. Yeah. And he was just like, all right, you know. And he even, yeah, we talked about it. You know, so the, the only rule that he gave me was just just let me know when I'm being an asshole. Uh-huh. And there, I think I. I don't even I was gonna say I think I told him three times in eight years I think I only told him twice okay and those uh, were the two times yeah I think those were the two times I can't think of a third one yeah. I, I'm gonna just assume there was a third one right to only be an asshole two times or even three times in eight years that's great the, sh- the show had run its course I think in a lot of ways um, the company felt like it had run its course in some levels you know because Westwood One Westwood One oh yeah Speaking of things that have run their course, yes. Westwood won. Are they still around? But, uh, no, still around. Okay. I think they still got Zach Sang in the gang. 
Oh, good. I think that's about it. Okay, entertaining. But, yeah. It was it was an honor. It was a privilege, and I loved hearing from friends of the show, old friends of the show. People are still friends of the Blackcast, and then I like to think that this helped people rediscover the Blackcast. Uh-huh. Maybe they've enjoyed our conversation thus far. Yeah, you know, it hasn't been too bad because we'll say some really inappropriate things. Occasionally, the c word might show up on here. Commitment. That's right. Yeah. Commitment. Courage. Something. Courage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cranberry sauce, cranberry sauce, which you know, conversation delight. about Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you know, just a couple of of the thoughts I appreciated. Uh, I'll just uh, read through a couple of them. Ed Bernal, who posts a lot on the Blackcast, big Blackcast fan, he asked, "Are you getting the band back together?" And my comment to him was, "This is more like Zeppelin doing that one-off show at the O2 Arena." You know, we might do another one, but no, the, ba- the band's not back together. To that point, Douglas Heimbringer, Bigner, says that he hopes this catch-up is an annual event. Well, is a uh, biannual event because uh, we spoke to him for number 100 and I've talked to him a few times. I'd even gone up to see him a couple times, but for, for the black cast, we've done it every two years. Who knows? Maybe we'll get it in again before number 300 or I guess 301 would be more appropriate. Yeah. Our friend, uh, Mike Keebaugh, humble, humble painter. Love that guy said, uh, thanks for letting us hear his candid voice again. Officer Mark, Mark Andrews, uh, Steve Colley, who was known as Peyton at one point. He's glad that Dennis opened up about the, angst he was feeling the latter days of the radio show mm-hmm. which you know i think people could hear why am i reading his exact quote oh you're a great interviewer by the way says steve collie thank you so then i read it and there's a couple of uh, people in there who did throw in some bad comments that i don't think i actually saw till right now that's very interesting you know because people had a lot of good things to say uh people who had questions asked and answered we're very appreciative i hope so first of all very appreciative of everybody who submitted questions we didn't get to all of them just there was timing. I did keep him a few minutes longer, even though he was really enjoying the questions. I just didn't want to wear my welcome too much. Sure. But uh, Sam Whitfield felt like, well, I got smacked down for asking about advice for stand-ups, but he appreciated the honesty. Farad Muhammad yes. really appreciated the comments. He said it was very honest, and he's right. Because I remember Dennis saying that, I don't know how many times, people call into the show. Yeah. Hey, Dennis, I think I'm going to stand up. What, what advice do you have for me? He's like, don't. None. Yeah, yeah don't. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Once <laughs> like, you ask. So when I heard that question and that answer, I was like, oh, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that like, a long oh, yeah. time. That takes me back. Which, uh, you know, it, I I did stand-up for many years. I haven't done it in a while now. It's but been a long time, right? I like doing stand-up comedy, and it's fun, and I think I'm okay at it, but uh, it's a tough place to, like, hang out and exist in. Yeah. Because 90% of them are dickheads, and most of them hate themselves so much. I definitely agree. That they're generally very unpleasant to be around. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed doing stand-up. I I haven't done stand-up in like 15 years. That's because I'm old. But (laughs) I haven't done stand-up in like 15 years. I loved being on the stage telling jokes. There was so much that went into the day before you actually got on the stage. Great. And, you know, there was a hierarchy. There was all this, like, you don't get to go on until... And I was just like, I I hate all that. hated that shit. I wish I'd had it in me to really, you know, try and be good at it and put up with all that. But the problem was I didn't didn't live... This was in New York. I didn't live in the city. I lived outside of the city. You know, there was like... It took a long time to get home. It took like an hour and a half to get home, usually. Right, right. And I was just like, do I, do I want to get home at 2.30 in the morning? Mm-hmm. Having done five minutes for other comics who hated me because right. I got to go before them. Right. So uh, the answer was not really. But look, it was it was some great advice. And you know, I thought it was a, a very... Tough biz. Candid conversation. Yeah. 
Uh, Jay Christian Snitaker said, it was so great to hear the two of you together again. I missed the radio show, which kept me company in my painting studio for years. You guys are the best. I, I think he means me and Dennis. I'm sorry. I don't think he means you and I. Oh. Because I don't think he's commenting right now. Don't but it. we heard from, you know, some other great friends like Tim in San Diego. I mentioned Humble Painter, uh, Sam Whitfield. Uh, Michael Housem had a question that was asked and answered. It was about Shalom Aloha. He played it many times. Our friend Jason Blair got a reference in there about uh, this is Starship. Yes. I like that. And he played it for his wife who said, like, see, Dennis Miller thinks I'm funny. Uh, I hope I'm not betraying any confidence, but he, his wife said to him, show me your first check from comedy. I think specifically she said from being so a touring comedian. Jason Blair also wants to get into comedy. I don't think he does. I think oh, he just oh, oh. likes, you know, I mean, he's got triplets. Okay. So, you know, there's no getting into comedy at this point, Three I think. at the same time. Could you yeah. imagine? No. It was so difficult to do one. Yeah, when he called in the show, he was like, oh, I'm just doing dinner with, with the triplets. Yeah. I was yeah. like, how do you even have time and the sanity to call a podcast? He doesn't. It's amazing. Yeah, no, he he he, he does not. <laughs> he sent a very nice gift for Felix when he was born, which oh. I appreciated. It was great to hear from so many people, and it was like people that I hadn't thought about in a little while. Some of them I don't even know that I, I'd really heard of before, and uh, you know I shared it on Facebook, the Black Cats Facebook too, and a lot of people listened, and it was shared a lot, and that's the greatest appreciation anyone could have shown is to share it. Sure, and it's it's easy enough to share, and. People don't share the black cast very often because maybe they're like, I don't want anybody to think I like this. I enjoyed it, but I, I don't want my Facebook friends to know I listen. Let me know I'm watching My Little Ponies. I'm a grown man. Yeah. I'm no brony. I'm no brony. I'm, I'm no brony. <laughs> I tried to watch it a couple of times. It makes me feel good. It <laughs> yeah. doesn't mean I'm, I'm into it. No, no, no. Nobody's in. Come on. So I appreciated that because I think that that got a lot more listeners to the episode. And, you know, I told Will, it was like, in t- less than 24 hours, more people had listened than listened to a typical episode. And I don't know. I was like, hey, that's great. Dennis bringing people to the table. I yeah. appreciate him doing yeah. it. I hope people stick around and they come back and they, you know, enjoyed our conversation about Disneyland. And I don't even know what else we've talked about so far in these last 40 some odd minutes. But we've <laughs> talked about a lot. There's been a lot we of have. things. We've covered a lot of ground. We've covered a lot of ground. Um, so in short, very appreciative of everyone who participated in Blackcasts 200 and 201 and asked questions in both cases and shared either or both episodes. And uh, it's touching. I appreciate it. Now, you have the Motivation Report, which we mentioned earlier. You have the Christmas episode coming up. I do. Well, and, uh, by the time this goes up, it'll have already been Right. Posted. Of course. It yeah. was already posted. So, obviously, what helps there is people sharing it. Yeah, that's what I said yeah. in that episode. I was like, you know, like, if, if, if the average audience is this number and everybody just took five seconds and just retweeted it or shared yeah, it or sure. whatever. Get some more people. <sighs> Look. Yeah. You could double your audience. And, you know, people who maybe didn't agree with some of the, the point of view you had. Christmas one that's just gonna be fun Christmas time same thing with Halloween yeah love the Halloween one the Halloween one I've already heard see that's the thing is like obviously I have my opinions however I work very hard to appear as an open-minded person which I think I do and I think anybody who's had any points of contention with me like I said I've never been a person who's like well well fuck you then you know what I mean like I just don't do that that's not your speed handle it very peacefully yeah very civilly so 
it, it like even like Jason Blair is a good example of that. Like on my Facebook, I made uh, some comments about something, and Jason has spoke his opinion, and I spoke my opinion. We talked about arts and the theater and certain things like this, and it ended with us joking about Hamilton on ice. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. I think we didn't have to say the words like, "Well, agree to disagree, pal." Like we just felt it out. Like yeah. I wasn't being a dickhead to him, and he wasn't being a dickhead to me. And we were like, "Okay, I think we could feel where it is." So he was like, "Well, I think we both agree we need to see Hamilton on ice," and I was like, "Absolutely." So you kind of just find that thing where you're like, "You know what? It's okay." And we're still friends, which is why I'm fascinated by people who are like, I'll unfriend you. Well, and, I'm like, wow, you're such an adult. And, and that was something that you referenced. <laughs> so responsible. That you referenced from my conversation with Dennis yeah. was just the way people were talking about not just Trump, but also Fidel Castro. Right. And I was just like, do you understand you're making points about the American president yeah. that's you know the president-elect and what a terrible thing for the world that's going to be. But then within two weeks, you're praising Fidel Castro. And right. I'm like, you, there's well, literally, like no, literally che- no irony. It's like kids wearing Che Guevara t-shirts. Yeah. Like, you don't understand. He killed a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of bad things happened. And and Castro had a lot more time to kill a lot more people. Right. You know? And that's the thing is, it's like, the, here, the thing is is, is, is with Castro, it's not like, oh, he was like such a 25-year-old revolutionary. He was old as fuck. So all you have to do, just Google you yeah. know what I mean? History, you can learn a lot of bad things that happen. So it's not one of those things where you can say, it's debatable. It's like, no, no, it's in it. That was well, here's the thing. It's in the history books. I didn't think it was debatable, but clearly when he died, I it had a became lot of debatable. Like, oh, what a shame or something like that. And I was like, I was like, what? What do you mean? And, I, you know, here, look, I'm not going to be the, the guy who sees that and then adds shame. No, I hope he burns in hell. No, yeah, except just right. like that, right, that, right, right. that's not a conductive, uh, productive conversation to right. have. So I, I was not interested in having that. But I will say if you feel that Fidel Castro is a champion of democracy, read a book. Just, crack, you know what? Crack open even, the Google. Even even Wiki. Wiki. Even it. Wiki will just tell you. Just do that. Yeah, just do, <laughs> that's all you got to do. In like Look. 10 minutes, you'll be like, oh, I'm an oh, asshole. Wow. Let me, let me take back those accolades yeah. for Fidel Castro. And, you know, to your point about how you don't like to uh, stir shit up on Facebook and social media. I mean, I do. That's the thing. No, no, I but like you to do, stir shit up. But it's But it's I like fun. to stir shit up to see what other people say. Yeah. I like to stir nerd shit up, especially. You know that. Oh, I know. But, but then when I enter the conversation, I'm like, I choose my moments. And when I enter the conversation, it's not to enter the conversation to be like, I'm going to shut you down. Because I'm going to be like, look, yep. you're an idiot. And I'm so smart. It's like, no, no. Let's just share. Just share. I, 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 I will say this. I heard this recently. And I think hopefully even people who identify as being more conservative than they are liberal are, are gradually, 2016, maybe we're gradually coming to the center a little bit socially. In that I read somebody posted this little meme. It was like, it's great to have different opinions. But a difference of opinion is like saying, I prefer tea over coffee. If you say that I don't believe that people should have the same human rights as other people, that's not an opinion. That like, is not an opinion. That's not good. <laughs> and not an opinion. So you're saying like gays and other people who are typically associated with the left, which is weird because they're just people, shouldn't have basic human rights. That's not, that's not an opinion. So if I say I disagree with you, I, I just find it weird when people are like, well, that's my opinion. I'm like, yeah, I know, but it's really, it's, but they're people. They have yeah. feelings. Well, and we live in times where if you don't agree with me, regardless of where people are, they kind of don't want to hear from you. And so to your point about the conversation with Jason Blair, who I think I agree with on a number of things, but I, he's a regular listener of Michael Hasm's show, House Rules. That's right. I gave a plug. Hey. On Twitter at MP House. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, just share. H-A-U-S. Yeah. 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 H-A-U-S. Thank you. That's right. People got to know. You know, we'll comment in the chat room during the course of the radio show. It's like, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of things that we probably don't agree with uh-huh. but at the same time yeah you know, it's a great guy yeah love talking to the guy right. you know 
And same with you. It's like, oh, yeah, we don't agree, but that's cool. We're still cool. Yeah. And it's very difficult to be, I'm using air quotes, still cool with a lot of people who disagree with you. It's true. And it's like, how dare you? Like, I thought everybody knew this. I know? can't hang out with the majority of my friends who are liberal. Yeah. Because they're pretty insufferable, to be honest with you. Yeah. Because it's this. Just imagine if they'd won. <laughs> hey. Yeah. It, the, they're. <laughs> <laughs> I can't go into it too much. I know you can't. It's just, it's one of those things where it's like, I wish you would focus on the self and learn that. And that's what the, my podcast, especially in my perspective is, is like, yeah, I'm very, I'm, I'm pretty liberal and socially, especially, but uh, it's all about helping other people through helping yourself, learn how to help yourself so you can learn how to help other people. Not just be sad and angry all the time and wonder why nothing's changing. It's like, you know why nothing's changing? Because you're not doing anything and you're just reposting an article from the HuffPost that yeah. you read the he headline well, for. Here, well, here, so somebody knows that I have a Facebook Messenger message. The thing that's interesting is that people on the left who feel like the election was a, a call to action and they want to do something, that's, that's great. You're inspired, right. do yes. something. Go for it. What you probably are thinking of doing is probably not going to help. It'll make you feel better if you go out and volunteer in the very liberal state you live in, whether it be California, New York, or Oregon. Right. If you really, really want to mm -hmm. make the change, go to some red state and you know knock on some doors yeah. and really try to you know hey let's have a conversation right. about why i support this or right. that i think this is better for you for that reason i think a lot of people it's oh i feel like i should have done something more mm -hmm. to have prevented what happened but i still don't really want to do that much well it's funny because like a buddy of mine posted how he's like uh, was really mad at people who voted for third-party candidates because he's like, you inherently don't understand how the fucking system works and you petulant little children who had to cast your vote for Jill Stein or yeah. whoever the fuck it was because you were angry that Bernie Sanders or didn't Gary make Johnson. it. Or yeah. Gary Johnson. Thinking that you were sticking it to the man, now we have this. And it was just like, yeah, I, either they didn't turn out or they just voted for a third party. And then I have friends who are like, well, that's our right in a democracy. I'm like, but we kind of just live in a republic. It's not really a democracy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. You know what I mean? Like, we, if you want to change, like, well, I want to change the system. You don't get to change the game the day before the big match. Yeah. You have to work to change the game over the course of many, many years. And here's the thing. the Everybody who's saying that, uh, you know, we have to do more, great. Mm -hmm. you, you've got four years until there's another election, yeah. but three years until, you know, the campaigns are really gearing up. Right. So do something about it. Yeah. You know? And, and if you don't, then it'll be the same thing. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I could have I done more. Or maybe I'll, maybe I'll volunteer for, you know, the the organization where everybody agrees with me in my state where almost everyone agrees with me right you know it's fine hey but you know don't don't try and tell me what i need to be doing it's called know? preaching to the choir yeah, yeah exactly and you don't do that no you, you do you know what jesus didn't do preach to the choir like-minded people oh yeah huh. tell me more about this jesus do i know him well, that's the thing that I think is fascinating, too, is that we typically associate the religious right as being like the religious thing. But I think if you look at the textbook definition of what it means to be pretty liberal, that's what Jesus did. Sticking it to the man. That's true. You know, I mean, think of the way he dressed. You know, look, I mean, that is not conservative. Birkenstocks? Yeah. And a toga? And a lot of times bare feet. Yeah. You know? He, pillows were his, uh, rocks yeah. were his pillows. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> exactly. He didn't find comfort and joy on Christmas. No. He was born in a manger. Hmm. <sighs> Neither comfort nor. And you joy. know what he did about it? What did he do about it? Tried to change people's minds. That's all he could do. By walking around. Yeah. Talking to people. And here's who the thing. Them. So you want to change people's minds in in those uh, red states or maybe the blue states? You know, Dennis Miller made the point when I talked to him. Still, you know, 
obviously Trump won, but two million more people voted for Hillary. So yes. it's like there's a lot of minds that still need to be changed. Right. Uh, one way or the other. Right. You know, it's like nobody should be like, okay, we've won. Now our conservative agenda will get uh, put into place mm -hmm. and the world's going to be a better place. You got to stick with it. Yeah. You got to stay at it. Um, I mostly sit around and make jokes like a smart ass. So well, I, I'm, not gonna too. Do, I'm not going to do anything I, for anybody I on do, either side of the my, equation. That's what my podcast is kind of for. But, you, but even in the show, I don't talk about like, you must do this. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm like you should just be involved. If you like, you have to you have to walk the walk. You can't just talk the talk. Yeah. But the big thing is, is like I also still like am a comedian. And I like to make jokes, and so like a lot of the time, like I say things just because I'm like, God, it just struck me as funny, and I have to say it. So I think the thing that like Jason and I were having a conversation about was the whole Hamilton thing, and they yes. talked to Mike Pence, and I just made this joke because generally the way people view like stick up their ass conservatives is like they're like call sissy people girls girls yep. you know like little girls and stuff i said it's funny for uh, an incoming administration who refers to like wusses as being little girls when mike pence is being like the biggest little bitch or something you did. <laughs> that's pretty much what you said actually and i thought that was very funny because it struck me as funny like it, i honestly didn't even think of it politically i was just thought of the turn of phrase being a little girl and being a little bitch yeah and i was like it made me laugh to switch yeah. them so i posted it and of course it outraged a lot of people it did fine and it brought for a lot of good conversation but i stood by the fact that i thought it was a funny joke and somebody was like why would you post it's like because i thought it was so funny it was funny i saw i saw you write that and i wanted to post it yeah, yeah that that's I'm why not worried about any... your feelings. If this yeah. hurts your feelings, Great. go do something else. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't you don't have to say anything. Right. And that was the interesting thing about the the Hamilton uh, flap. Yes. Was that I posted? I think that the actors in Hamilton, mm -hmm. you know, they felt like they needed to talk. Great. Sure. They should know that it they're they're not really going to convince anybody of anything. They're not going to change minds. It's like speaking out, saying things that you agree with in a room full of almost all. People who already agree with you, so you get, you get a nice round of applause. Yeah. What I did think was that uh, Vice President-elect Pence was not a bitch about it. He no. apparently said to Very his daughter, civilized response. That, that's what democracy sounds like, there is what go. he said to his daughter. The President-elect is a little bit uh, less mature response, but that's not <laughs> the point. Uh, what I also said, though, was that the up-and-arm <laughs> conservatives who, you know, the hashtag boycott Hamilton, yeah. I'm like, great, you're not going to impact anything. Mm -hmm. Neither neither side is going to impact anything. P.S. Sold, and that, then they were sold like, that show for like two years. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, oh, well, I, do you think that conservatives don't go to the theater? Uh, I mean, sort of. I don't think you go to the Broadway <laughs> theater because it's in New York. You it's know, far and it's fucking it, expensive. It's unbelievably expensive. Yeah. So if you don't, if you're like, well, I'm not going to buy Hamilton tickets in, you know, 2019. Go see Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yeah, because Probably more up your conservative you, You'll love that. <laughs> you'll love Hedwig and the Angry Inch. <laughs> And that inch is very angry. Very, very, very long angry. inch. Yeah. yeah. And I was just like, yeah, you know, and it was like, you know, there's a little bit of flat, but it's, it just reminds me, you know, I was like, I was telling Dennis the day after the election, I was just like, I don't want to say anything. I just posted cute pictures of I, Felix. I waited a long time to start making yeah. jokes. I waited I like two weeks after. But I I have a, a show that uh, I moderate for After Buzz TV, and yeah. I was making jokes on election night, which some people on the panel weren't there to laugh, which is fine. <laughs> two nights later, I still, I'm like, oh, this, this is actually kind of funny. Still Funny you know, joke. it's still kind of funny. And uh, shameless plug, this week, rolling out the Trump Report, Tuesdays. We, we both have podcasts now. Yeah. Very similar names. The Trump Report and the Motivation Report. Yes. Yes. Very opposite material. That's true. <laughs> very, very different. But close in names. Yeah. 
But uh, you're just gonna steal my logo and take out motivation and put Trump in there. You know, and I'm uh, like, wait a minute. The the very talented uh, Stephen Lemieux here at AfterBuzz actually already created a graphic, but I should have actually stolen. Okay. I, that that's amazing. I wish just I had Microsoft done that. painted the yeah. word Trump yeah, with just, the white background yeah. and the like the comic sands. That would have been great. Trump. Everybody like, would have been like, that's, oh, that's cheap. They're like, that's fun. <laughs> no, no, that's not cheap. It's fun. And you know, I, I don't know. Still, a lot of funny things about the the whole situation. It's Tons like if things. you can't laugh, then it's probably not for you. Comedy but, is tragedy plus yeah, time. But if you if you can, and you know, look, there are people on the panel that a lot of people who listen to Dennis Miller's show aren't going to agree with what they have to say. But right. you know, if you if you want to check it out, it's called the Trump Report, and you can find it on iTunes. It's also going to be streaming live on YouTube Tuesdays at seven Pacific, ten Eastern. You know, it's really like seven fifteen. You know, it takes. We don't get started right away. You know, just, things happen. Yeah. Sometimes the show before you goes a little long. Whatever. But we're gonna talk about it. We're gonna have fun. And there's some people that are like that's interesting. That it's called the Trump Report. Mm-hmm. That sounds very pro-Trump. I'm like, it's not. It's not anything. We're just it's a report. Just reporting on Trump. You know, I'd had a thought about a title called Trump Watch, and I'm like, no, because that has sort of a negative comment. Right. You know, it's like, what's he gonna do? Right. Like, you know, and I was like, it's a hurricane. You know, yeah. Trump Tracker 5000. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. He's Santa. That's it. Trump Tracker 5000. I'm going to bring you a lot of great gifts, very luxurious gifts. So, <laughs> huge. The elves are huge, huge gifts. The elves are making them. I hear they're really fantastic. None of them were made in China. <laughs> but uh, it's it's interesting. There are very interesting times that we live in, as, as Dennis talked about and I alluded to, you know, for comedians. I'm not saying that I'm a comedian. I'm somebody who likes to make jokes. You know, I have forums that I've uh, gone after or created for myself. But the smart thing to do is probably stay out of it. You know, our yeah. friend Carl Zahn was like, you know what? I don't even do the political stuff when right. I'm at the com- – if I was in a comedy club, I don't know what I would talk about. But it probably wouldn't dick be politics. Jokes. Definitely dick jokes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean a lot. I mean, mostly. Probably right. probably a five-minute set of dick jokes. That's but not unlike what most people do with the comedy store. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I, you know, I, I, I've I, been a lot of those shows. I, yeah, the, it's usually the, about STDs and all, dick jokes. All and dick joke jokes. night. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What were you doing on stage during dick joke night? You only had like waiting two. in the back because I had, had four friends to go see me, and I you, went up like fucking second to last. I remember, even though I always felt consistently that nine times out of ten I had the best material out of anybody. What, but what, hey, what, what are you gonna do? What I always say about the night that I went to see you do stand up remember there's one performer in particular that every time oh a kid in high school <laughs> there's a kid in high he school was in, but look he was in fucking high school and he was up there doing it and you know what up at the comedy and, store telling and jokes and I, I, I wasn't and I am you were much not older and I, don't, I was never yeah. in high school I said I just graduated from 8th grade <laughs> no and it, it it's like you were right but then I still shit on his material anyway because it made me feel it better. was funny he's like boy I'll tell you homework <laughs> homework right <laughs> I mean straight A's see, is, is one thing but straight see, B's, you gotta try to be bad. <laughs> <laughs> see, that would be great. Though. I kind of feel like if you Just could get a kid to go as a high schooler and just like, hey, <laughs> gym class. Am I right? Yeah. See, and I would just bring the bell, and then it helps. It helps to sell everything. <laughs> I don't know. So you know, we have a few minutes left. Not not a lot more time, but we yes. have we have a few more minutes to uh, talk about some things. And there's been very little nerd talk on this episode. And you Look, know, somehow we went down a political path. It's okay. Well, not somehow. It's pretty no, understandable. It, it, it's very understandable. Yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously we welcome all feedback to that. Um, we're happy to have people on the Blackcast to share agreeing, opposing views. And, you know, I think that happens with some regularity. But uh, you can also post them on our Facebook page, The Blackcast. Yeah. And I always point to the Facebook page because on Twitter, you can send me 48 tweets if sure. you want to. And yeah. I'll read them. Right. 
but it's going to take you a while. I will say this. Uh, there's a final thing about my perspective sure. and the way some people might see me. I I work very hard as a human being to ju- just be a, a, a compassionate, peaceful, caring, kind, loving person. So I would hope that at the end of the day, no matter what I say that might make you pissed off and angry, yeah. you're still going to be like, oh, God, he makes me so fucking mad, but I just like him. Yeah. That's all you want is then you I'm want set. people to like you. Then I'm yeah. set. Right? That's all we should have with amongst each other. Be like, ah, oh, I still like that person, even though they yeah. fucking pissed no, me off. No, it's fine. I, you yeah. know, if people uh, still like us, other than Paul P., we hey. don't want him to like us. I but really do. No, yeah, I know you do. I need to be liked so bad by Paul P. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, I know I you I want do. him to take me to prom. Dressed uh, as Edward from Twilight. <laughs> I couldn't remember Edward from Twilight's <laughs> name. I was like, dressed as that guy from the vampire movie. Mm-hmm. That's how, how far out of the zeitgeist Twilight has become. It was like super popular and really big. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, everyone hates it. Oh, it they milked it for all it was worth. That yeah. was all it was worth. That it, Well, they got a lot more than what it was actually worth it's out true. of it. Uh, so what I did want to talk yeah. about, nerd-wise, there's just a couple things. I want to gauge your level of interest and excitement. Mm-hmm. In Rogue One, a Star Wars story. We are now oh. only two weeks away from it. Yeah. Yeah. I had a conversation with Nicole recently. Okay. Walking through the Grove. Mrs. Starling. Mrs. Starling. Yeah. Saw a poster for it. Yep. Reminiscing on some of the trailers, but I've actually been trying to avoid a lot of it. Yeah. I will say that inherently the thing that I still been bothered by, but I just got to get over it, is that it's it's about a Death Star. And I'm like, yes. I kind of want to know more. Right. I'm, please, for the love of fucking anything. Just no more stories about Death Stars, so, Death Planets, and he, sneaking to tra- trash shoots. And here's the thing. It. You know, the prequels and Empire. Yeah. Those are the only ones not about the Death Star. That's A correct. Death Star or a Death Star-like device. I get it. Right. They, Force Awakens, it Which, wasn't a Death Star, but it was pretty much a Death Star. brought up that argument that, like, Force Awakens, highly entertaining movie. Yeah. Good movie. Yep. Great movie? I'm not sure. Because it's the same. But it, it's more entertaining and structurally better than the prequels. But somebody did make the point that the prequels were at least, like... George Lucas really trying to tell like new stories. They suck, but he was like endeavoring to. It's like if you just hired talented people like you did with Empire and Return of the Jedi, the prequels would have been bomb. Like good they writers been and directors. If, if, and he was just the idea guy. If, if he said, "Here's my ideas for yeah. each movie," you know, and it was a few pages, and right. it's like go, go flesh it out. Yeah, someone else direct it. That's the most important part. Right. Oh, and here's another thing. The guy that we always talk about in the back of the room. Yes. Um, here's yeah. the thing. Sure, hey. we have the technology right. that we could computer generate everything. Yeah. How about some practical effects? Let's do most let's, of those. Let's, you know, you want to do some other stuff that's right. really complicated. Really, yeah. great. But let's do a little. Let's, let's mix it up. Let's yeah. do both. Yeah. Okay. Just just some things. Make it look a little bit more realistic because things looked cool in the prequels, but as time has uh, gone by, not eh, no, no. But in that moment, they looked all right. Sure, you were like, I've never seen anything yeah. like this before. But now, now you go back and you watch yeah. the originals. You're like, oh, I love the puppets. They still look cool. Puppet, you go back and watch the prequels. You're like, ooh, this does not look good. Love, this will not look better with age. Love puppet Yoda. Still, the, that's the thing is the puppets age to a certain degree and you understand the suspension of disbelief it, it takes to be like, I'm okay with puppets. Yeah. But they're textual and they actually physically exist on the film. You know what Agreed. I mean? Like they were filmed yes. physically. So you're like, but they're there and they're present, which is why I like, I couldn't get into Avatar because I was like, I'm just fucking watching a video game. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's not even, none of this is real. So with the prequels, you're like, ooh, it just gets worse with age. But the practicals stop aging. Even when you watch King Kong, I yeah. watched King Kong. I'm like, this was made like 33 or whatever it was. Yeah. And I'm like, for 1933, this is fucking amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. When and you still look at it in that context. Good. Yeah. It's- Puppets and claymation and stuff. I'm like, great. Yeah. But the prequels, you're just like, digital effects get better so fast. Right. That even watching Suicide Squad recently, I was just like, oh. 
Yeah. Some of this isn't. <laughs> so, but sorry, you saw the post segment. Yeah. Yeah. And I told Nicole, I said, you know, despite, despite the Death Star thing, I will say, I actually think Rogue One looks like a more interesting and better movie than Force Awakens. Our friend. I'm uh, more excited about it than I was about Force Awakens. Our friend Dave Dorman, the yeah. artist who is uh, well known for a lot of Star Wars looking forward to Rogue One much more than he was for Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. Force Awakens, it was, like, it was like another Star Wars movie, so it's another one. You're great, exciting. Right. But this is like, oh, this could be a different story. And uh, I've tried to also not see too much. I've probably, if I'm in a theater, I see the trailer. Yeah. I don't seek them out online, but I've probably seen everything that everybody's seen, except just the other day, people saw like 28 minutes of it. They wow. like, invited people to come check out that much of it okay. so that they could start raving about it, getting the word of mouth going. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty excited. And I just wanted to know where you were at because mm-hmm. at one point you were like, oh, I guess. I guess well, another Star Wars movie. And even the first teaser, I was like, fucking oh, fine. <laughs> and then I saw one of the later two trailers and I was like, oh, these characters look really cool. And again, they're doing more practicals. And the cast is very diverse. And there's a lot of cool actors in it yeah. who I like. And the guy who's playing, the I mean, like Donnie Yen from Ip Man is in there. Right? Okay. Is that his name, Donnie Yen? I actually don't know. And uh, Forrest Whitaker. And, and yeah. the guy who's playing the bad guy, Ben Mendelsohn, who's in a lot of things, but he's in that Netflix show Bloodline, which is probably what most people remember him from. He's in The Dark Knight Rises for a brief period of time. But he's so good in Bloodline. And that was the one thing that I was like, this guy is an incredible actor and makes that show and he was cast as the villain and I was like well now I have a, a sound reason to go see this movie so and they've given him no time in the trailer so I'm yeah. glad that they've given away no moments that's great for him but it just looks fun and it looks different and also even though I love these characters again I'm all about moving forward sure no Han Solo yep no Luke Skywalker yep no Princess Leia pretty sure Darth Vader's in it no R2-D2 I'm not I don't think that's a spoiler I'm I know he's sure. in it uh, yeah. he is in okay. it okay but yeah. that doesn't bother me because no, there's something about me. him as this ominous force that I'm, yeah. he's not the I don't imagine there being a lightsaber duel with Darth Vader at the end. Yeah. So I'm like, it's cool that he's gonna. It's like the way he's in Force, Star Wars Rebels. You're like, oh, he's there, and then he's not. And yeah. He's there, and I he's love not. when he shows up in Star yeah. Wars Rebels. He hasn't been on this season. A lot of Grand Admiral Thrawn, who I love seeing. Yeah. But uh, no Darth Vader. Uh, so one final point before we wrap things up here. Uh, so we're both looking forward to it, and uh, I think we're going to need to do a, a Rogue One wrap up before uh, Christmas. Maybe maybe we'll post it after Christmas. We'll see. I think that that'll be important to wrap get it up for the end. Christmas present. Wrap it up. Wrap it in. Uh-huh. Let me begin. So, Spider-Man Homecoming. Yeah. I don't know that much about it, but there's actually, by the time this is posted, there might be an actual trailer for oh. it posted. But okay. what we do know is that Spider-Man's going to have the webs under his arms. And I, for one, yeah. love it because that that's a classic design. Uh-huh. Now, they did it so he could kind of glide and like fly a little bit. And then later incarnations, he really relied on the webs. And one of the main reasons why I love... I'm sorry, the actual web swinging. I realized I was not being clear there. Yeah. One of the reasons I love it, my son Felix has a pair of Spider-Man pajamas with the webs under his arms. Oh! Love it. And a huge hit on uh, Thanksgiving when we changed him, got him ready for bed. And he ran out holding my phone, playing the 60 Spider-Man theme. And uh, You set the whole thing oh, up. it was amazing. And it went exactly as you wanted yep. to. What if he dropped the phone and fucked it all up? That would have been all right. Because okay. the, you know sometimes these things happen. But it didn't. We did it twice actually. Did it twice. We did it on Thanksgiving. Did you and then we did it. it. We had okay. a second Thanksgiving uh, with uh, my wife's extended family. So crushed it both times. Fantastic. Yeah. Standing over. So I love that. But I also feel like you know what? Yeah. This is like 
early incarnation Spider-Man. He's recently become Spider-Man. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to give stuff a try. Now, I don't know if Stony Tark... Stony Tark. Tony Stank. Tony Stank. Yes. Which one of you guys is Tony Stank? <laughs> That's your favorite moment in any Avengers movie. Uh, I don't ever. mind calling him Tony Stank. Tony Stank, though. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's uh, some Stark tech. I don't know. But, I don't know, I like it. I just feel like it's cool. It's retro. It, it's... You know, here's the thing. It's probably not cool. And that's why they didn't have the Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield Spider-Man with the the webs under right. the arms. I kind of like it. It's a cool look. Let's see how it works. Yeah. What do you think about Spidey with the webs under the arms? I had a statue. I had a Captain America and a Spider-Man statue. Right. They were like pseudo action figures, but not really because they like, you know, like statues that are like in dynamic positions. And for some reason, the like leg and arm joints like twist. Yeah. Like you can turn them around, sure. but that serves no function other than making their limbs be upside down. Like it doesn't mean that no. they can kick. They're still in the same position. So I had one of those of each, and the Spider-Man had the webs under his arms. And when I had been reading Spider-Man as a kid, he didn't have that. And then I was like getting old issues, and I found those issues where he had the yeah, and like I always loved the little webs under. I don't know why. I don't know why either. I just think it's cool, it and cool. I like that we're going to see it. You know. I don't even know that animated versions of Spider-Man have had the webs. Like, I don't even think 60s Spider-Man had it. Although I think in the open, I, I think he does have it. But I don't know. You just usually don't see it. And yeah. I'm like, great. Uh, so I'm excited. Anyway, that's our nerd quotient for this episode. It was very brief because we had a lot to talk about. We did. But it was good. You know, just uh, reconnecting. A little confab with Team Blackcast, Blackcast Nation. Uh, we'll be back soon, very soon, with a, another brand new episode of... The black cast going to be talking to the one and only mr orson bean whoa whoa be something to listen to <laughs> always a great conversationalist so that'll be fun but uh in the very near future of course we'll be back the whole gang agent starling on twitter at will sterling underscore and of course captain eo at jeff Durant. he'll be back with us too you good know? okay and uh we're gonna get uh, coltrane on the phone again it's oh. been too long so we're gonna carve out some coltrane time Hopefully no layoff time. I think we've had enough layoff for That's 2016. True. Maybe 2017. More layoff yeah. time. Yeah, once or twice. But uh, anyway, thank you, Will, for uh, spending your afternoon talking. Talking talking cast. Hey. Talking black cast. In addition, I know I've mentioned it before, but in addition to at Will Sterling underscore, of course, at Motivate Report. Hey. And blackcast.com, the Blackcast on Facebook, at Blackcast. We will see you next time on the Blackcast. Wherever there's a hang-up, you'll find a Spider-Man!